Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And welcome to today's podcast. I'm your host, Amy Ravel. I'm here with Kirsty Frugia. I'm not letting her in- introduce herself because I'm afraid she's going to do the good morning thing and I don't want her to. So today we are talking about <laughs> journals. Good morning, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am good. I am good. We're clearly not recording in the studio still, not even yet. though... Some parts, most of Australia is out of COVID, but not you in Victoria. (laughs) So shout out to many people who are still in lockdown around the world and now also back in Victoria. I am not in the lockdown zone. Um, Hopefully it stays that way. Who knows, people, but it's all good. We can still record our podcast and get it into your ears. Thank you to all of you who um, listened to our three-year anniversary episode and sent us lovely messages. It was well-received and put warm smiles in our hearts. Yes, and on our faces. As yeah, well. as I said that, I'm like, where do warm smiles go? <laughs> uh, we have, so, okay, everybody, we have been working together all day so far and we are almost out of words. Yeah, we're Even into though we've hour seven, are we? And we're Something? hydrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're still hydrated, yeah. but we still are fumbling over our words. Yeah, we I just had a yummy yuck actually salad sandwich. Have just recorded. <laughs> We've just recorded two ads for the podcast and they've just not gone so well. <laughs> Everything <laughs> is hard right Everything's now. Everything's taking so longer than necessary. bear with us. Yes. We are going to get there. We will land shortly and we will. it will all be beautiful and worthy of your time and investment and listening to us, we promise. Well, right. this is the kind of drama you would write about in a journal if you had one. <laughs> How's that for segue? That was great. We had but lots of people. Would it really? <laughs> no. We had lots of people email us about the diaries and calendars. Um, and just clarifying, like, did we mean kind of write your thoughts down journal? And we said, no, it's a different type of diary. So what we're talking about is like your thoughts, your journals, like your secret, you know, the secret ones you used to have as a kid with a little padlock on it. 
Yes. I think that was my first introduction to a journal. I still find, (laughs) I find padlocks in all of my, all of my clients' homes, like the the padlock keys, sorry, I find keys for those little fake padlocks yeah. that you can in all of my clients' homes. And whenever I find them, I say, hey, do you know that a bobby pin works just as well? <laughs> you right. do not need to keep two sets of no. keys. Just for... ask your little brother. He was reading your diary with a bobby pin. <laughs> <laughs> or your big brother in my kid's case. <laughs> oh, and they're called diaries. So I think... The confusion with the diaries versus journals is that sometimes it's spoken about like dear diary and well, I used and to be a dear diary person I would write that at the start of my journal entries wow yeah I was a massive yes and so we're sorry for all our American friends who we got you confused by calling the, the episode diaries and calendars instead of notebooks and calendars because a notebook is what you call where you put appointments down. Yes. And diaries of what you call what we're talking about today. <laughs> journals. <laughs> All confusing. Yes. But we're glad that we have American listeners and Canadian listeners and people from all over the world listening to us. So today we are talking about your dear diary slash journal moments yep. and whether or not you need to keep all of them mm. or not. Yes, there's so much to talk about in today's episode. I want to start mm. off by asking, were you a journaler as a kid? Were you a Dear Diary girl? I have never was, never have been, never will be. Right, ever? Any types of journals? I find them really challenging. Mm. I find, I so that is, I lied just before. I have tried many, many, many times to keep a Dear Diary diary. I am just not very good at habits, as you all know, (laughs) as I've spoken about. It is, and I've never been a very reflective person. (laughs) (laughs) You are now, though. I am very reflective now, um, but I still, to this day, do not need, Mm. feel the need to write down those reflections. Interesting. You are, though. Yeah, which is so Um, funny. I bet you people would have picked us as the opposites. Um, I reckon I started writing a diary at about six or seven, and I still have some of them. I think how it started is it was when we went on holidays, and we would always go away for one month a year as a family over Easter. So we took, you know, a few weeks off school, and mum would get us to keep a holiday diary. And basically it was, here's what we did today. Mm -hmm. And then I kept up with that. And it was reflections on what I did. And it wasn't it wasn't self-reflective. It was like um, accounting of the time that we spent, often the meals that we ate, which sister fought with which sister. It was that kind of stuff that I kept um, that I wrote in mm-hmm. there. And then as I got to kind of 10, 11, 12, I started a, a like Amy's thoughts, private thoughts. And I would have a little diary that I kept all that in. And I reckon I probably wrote in a journal every day for the next 10 years or so. Um, Mm -hmm. Very, very habitual in my diary writing. Often that journal would actually be in a, as the Americans would say, a notebook, as in a calendarised diary. And I would just write a little entry in each spot where you would write like your appointments. And so Mm -hmm. I did that for a little while. It was like which friends came over and all of that type of thing. Um, And then I think as a late teenager, as I started to develop a faith for myself, I became 
a journaler of things I was reading and learning. And that probably went through to, I would guess, actually until I had kids. Yeah. And then that kills everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. It kills that, your time, left. your ability. Your ability. Yeah, I just didn't have the desire anymore. Like the kind of things I would... And the capacity. No, capacity. I just would have like, as long as I remembered which side I was up to feeding on, that's about as far as my yes. brain capacity went in that season. So I would estimate that at its peak I would have had in a big, big box 40 or 50 journals, um, lots of them like that really existential nutting out of issues and I studied philosophy at uni so there's lots of philosophical things and so much in those journals so so much and what have you done with them I think they've all gone but now I feel like I need to run into my bedroom and check we definitely have two boxes in our bedroom in our wardrobe that's called journals but I'm pretty sure they're all Cal's because Cal is a huge journaler and still is he would journal maybe four or five times a week um, and for him, that's his way of processing his thoughts and his way of um, of going through like the things he's learning and taking notes. That's how he remembers things. So do you give me permission to run into my bedroom and check if there's any of mine yeah. in there? Okay, yes, hold please. on. Yeah. Do you want me to leave the mic going? You'll hear me coming and going? Yes. Let's go. Okay, here I go. I'm going, I'm going, I'm coming back in a second. Ooh, what can I say about Amy while well, she's gone? <laughs> I'm coming back. Coming back. Coming back. Headphones in. I'm back. Awesome. Two boxes of journals, not one of mine. So they're Ooh. like shoe box sizes. I was pretty sure that I had like put them all in the fire multiple years ago <laughs> just because I like as I look back on them I'm like that stuff is in me now I don't need this to remind me now I'm puffed because I ran all the way to my bedroom <laughs> <Ooh>. yeah <laughs> so yes that's what I was gonna ask you what was the process for you of letting those journals go yeah well I think there was definitely a period where I thought I'm never gonna let those go and probably I thought my kids might like them when I died. And then as I read back over them, I'm like, even I find this boring. <laughs> it was a lot of processing. And I think the processing yeah. resulted in who I am, not in what was in the paper. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yeah. So I felt very comfortable to get rid of them. Um, I did flick through them before I got rid of them, but... Yeah, I, I love that I don't have them anymore, actually. I love that who I am is a reflection of what I've learnt and, and the things that I've processed in my life. Hmm. But Cal still has all of his, as evidenced by two yeah. boxes in our wardrobe with them in. <laughs> and does he look back over them or what? He looks back over them. his reasoning? Yeah, but he, he does think that the kids might be interested in them when he dies one day. So we've yeah. talked about it. Um, his, the content of his is probably richer than the content of mine. Mine were quite selfishly focused. I mean, that's the point of a journal, isn't it? You can write whatever you want in there and it's safe. Um, but I think cows are more something that you could read and you could get something out of. Yeah. 
So you could possibly... Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, does that make sense? Yes, it does. It yeah. does. And I think that for our listeners, there will be people on all all over the spectrum. Mm. I think that there will be people who listen, who some of our listeners will be people like me and have haphazardly tried their hand at keeping a diary come journal. Um, and then there'll be people like you who keep it and it's more your verbal processing on yes. paper. Yep. And then there'll be people like Cal who are very um, intentional and processed in their processing. Mm. Like it's mm. it's very, as you said, it's a rich, um, yes. rich thought process put down. Yeah. Um, and everywhere in between, mm. <laughs> you know, all along that spectrum. And then I think also that there will be people who uh, can easily let go of them and all the way through to people like Cal who um, think that they are really important Mm. um, generational tools. Yeah, exactly. Can I make a recommendation for people that are journal keepers? One of the things I find really hard with clients is when we find a journal that has that self-reflection writing in it, but it also has like scrap paper notes, like someone's phone number, email password, that kind of thing. And I feel that when they're mixed, it's really confusing to people what to do with them. So my Mm -hmm. recommendation is if you are a journaler, have a separate notebook and keep it next to your bed or wherever it is, maybe you're reading books and you like to take notes, wherever it is, but keep it for that purpose because I think then you are freer to decide what to do with it I think when it's combined with it's a notebook that I take notes when I'm on the phone, I think that becomes really confusing for people. So um, in that, I would just recommend try and have them separate and only write in your journal, journal things. And if you need, so what I do have is I take, I've got a notebook that's always on the go, but that's just notes, things that I need to remember or do. Yes, yes. I wholeheartedly agree. And then if you currently do have it all mixed up, when you go to consider if you're going to keep it or not, maybe you could take out the pages that are um, journal-ish and um, repurpose them in some ways. So, I mean, keep them as sentimental like staple them together in another way. Yeah, yeah. staple yeah, yeah, them yeah. together with the year on it or, um, you know, maybe you want to type it all out and turn it into a digital product for yourself so that it's all online um, so it can't be lost or destroyed. Yeah. I, it's There's so many ways that you can go with this, um, but I think that it is – for your mental load and for those who come after you, <laughs> um, looking through the book in time and having to do that for themselves, it can be overwhelming. Mm. So it's probably best if you do it for yourself and keep it with your sentimental items um, unless you do refer to it very often yeah. um, and then keep it by your bedside or wherever it is that you refer to it. Mm. Um, I think that journaling is, I think that journaling can be really helpful and it can also be something that is good to look back on and to see the progress that you've made in life or, you know, if it is um, 
a faith journal or a dream diary, you can see things, how um, things have been answered mm. and things have come about in your life that you had forgotten about. So I think that um, I, I, I don't want people to hear that we're telling you to get rid of all of them because we're oh, certainly no. not here to tell you to get no. rid of all of them. I think they definitely have a purpose in um, in your life if you've if you hold if that purpose is true to you. Mm. But if it's if you're like me, <laughs> let's if you're like me and you're just keeping a journal because you want to keep you know you think that's what you should have done. <laughs> you know this is me in the past. I don't do this anymore. But um, you know, like even last week when I was clearing out my desk and people can go onto the Facebook page and see that I'd cleaned out my desk. Um, and I found some journals of actually my business journals, like the thoughts and ideas and um, dreams that I had from my from my business and and what has now become our business. And I just thought, well, what do I want to keep for sentimental reasons, mm. and what isn't serving my life anymore, you know? And so. I think it is really good to ask yourself those questions like do you really need to look at the um, the processing of a loss of a boyfriend when you were 23, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, when you broke up with that person who's not your husband or not your partner um, and it you've like exactly what Amy said before she's processed it it's become part of who she is now she doesn't need a journal entry of those couple of months to realize how she felt or how destructive that relationship was or what you know whatever whatever that case is like is it bringing up good memories for you um or do you need to let that go and know that you've worked through that and you don't need journal entries to remind you of that? Now, there's not to say that there isn't a um, reason sometimes to keep it to show, you know, and, and to maybe show your kids who are going through that season or about to head into that season um, of drama-filled relationships. <laughs> Yes, so that I can't can imagine go, either of my boys will be journalists, though, or interested in reading mine. <laughs> no, but I can I can see that I, it might be helpful for me, if I had kept that, for me to be able to say to give it to Emily or Oliver. But then I also think that that's what talking to your kids yeah, is for as exactly. well. Like to go, hey, honey, I totally remember what this is like. Can I tell you the story of the heartache I went through with yeah. that boy, with this boyfriend, like I totally understand how heartbroken you are or how devastated you are, whatever, whatever's coming up for them, um, you know, to be able to sit and talk with that, with, through that situation with your children is really powerful. And yeah. does, does a journal, do you need to hold on to that journal just in case mm. for that purpose when... Hopefully they never have to go through the same drama that we went through. <laughs> yeah, but they will. <laughs> yes, they will. Um, and is a conversation just as just as relevant yeah. as reading somebody's journal. We have some amazing sponsors that help the art of decluttering get on the air every single week. We're on every podcast app, we're on YouTube, and we're even on the inbuilt podcast player in every new Ford car. 
So if you want to reach our growing community, we would love you to come on board as a sponsor. If that's of interest to you, email hello at theartofdecluttering.com.au and we will get our sponsorship kit straight out to you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Now back to the show. We had an event at our old house. So um, we used to have a storage little area. It was almost a half a sunroom. It was just this tiny little bit that you could keep some boxes in just outside the laundry. And we had our journals stacked in boxes with a few other things, but the journals were on the bottom. You know where the story is going. There was a sock in the trough and the water overflowed from the washing machine. So by the time we got to, and we figured it out, Everything was soaked. So we took our journals outside. This is when we both had them all in this like really big moving box. And mm. I think it was a really great defining moment because I remember for me, the ones that were water damaged, I threw straight in the bin and I kept the ones that were fine. So this was before my next cull. But Cal had got a hairdryer out and he dried page by page his journals that were wet. And I think that if you are struggling to know what to do with yours, put yourself in that situation if your journals all got water damaged would you be an amy and you just throw them in the bin or would you be a cow and you'd get a hairdryer and you'd blow dry every single page because they meant that much to you that could be a good litmus test yeah and i think it totally does come down to the personality types you know if you're introverted and self-reflective or if you're not (laughs) yeah if you're a (laughs) Kirsty. I think um, along with in this category is possibly notes that you take at a conference that you feel like are not just the facts that somebody's sharing from the stage, but your reflections as you go through, whether it's a, a church conference or a work conference or a personal development conference or a professional development conference. If you're writing those notes and you kind of think, wow, this is me evolving and changing over a short period of time, they're also worth considering like, do I think I'll go back to those? Are they still of value? I've worked with many small business owners that have books, like you said before, like your business dream journal of things that you want to see and reflections you're having. I would put them probably in, in almost the same category as like the personal journals. 
Oh, definitely. I found that really, it was a really good exercise last week because so Simon and I are switching desks around um, and so I had to empty out all the, the three drawers under my desk and I had one of my drawers was full of business stuff and I was like, you captured it brilliantly before, Amy, when you said you have internalised all of that. That is mm. now who you are. Yep. And when I looked through all this paperwork, I was like, one, do I need this? Can I find it easily enough on the web? You know, like, so, for instance, one of the personal development things that Amy and I have been doing is learning more about the Enneagram. Mm. I don't need my scribbled notes on the Enneagram because I can find that stuff again. Like it's it's yeah. all over the internet, and if I um, want to know more, I can find that information again to do some digging in and continued learning in that space. And similarly with business stuff, like learning about social media and learning about um, professional organising mm. and, and developing our skills as professional organisers. I when I looked at it, I went, could do I already know this stuff? Like, and does does having a piece of paper not so readily available, although it's readily available. It's like, will I remember that mm. I've written it down and that it's somewhere in this drawer? Or have I internalised that and made it my own and made it part of who Kirsty is that I don't no longer need that? Yeah. And and so, yes, I totally agree that conferences and, and any of that self-reflection and learning things can, we could put it into this into this topic we are we are we're having this conversation around mm. um and so yeah we do really want to encourage you all to have you internalize that information have you processed it have you worked through it do you actually need to keep it um or is it is it no longer serving you and just taking up space and room in your head heart and home mm. is it taking up physical space in your home that could be used for something um, more in line with who you are today? Um, is it taking up headspace? Like you've got to remember that they're, you know, in storage or that's where they, that's where the next one goes when you're finished with it. Um, and is it, are you holding on to stuff in your, in your heart that you know, no longer need to hold on to, mm. you know? So it's, I think it's really, um, good reminder this episode um, is a good reminder for you just to reflect on that and to decide about your own who you are as a person your own personality type and are you actually going to go back and look for them why I um uh, do your family care will they read mm, them when you're mm. dead um are they that type of people as well or is one of your kids that type of person but the other one isn't make sure that that kid knows where they are so that the other kid doesn't get rid of them unbeknownst <laughs> to the one that is sentimental um and then of course like find a really find a way to keep the journals that you are wanting to keep so keep you know the things that you will reflect on and go back and and be amazed at the life changes that have happened because of um what you've written down mm. 
And one thing I want to do too is encourage you that if you find the process of writing something down solidifying, that the act of actually writing it down is the bit that's valued rather than the piece of paper once you have written it down. So I know that if I'm trying to concentrate on something and trying to really take something in or conceptually trying to understand something, sometimes drawing pictures or writing notes for me solidifies it in my brain. So the act of writing it is really important, but the piece of paper that I wrote it on is almost completely unimportant. And so that there is, for me, I, I kind of give myself the freedom of, I can go to a conference and take pages of notes and then throw the whole thing in the bin because by taking the notes, I've solidified it in my brain. So don't, I'd, you know, don't hear us saying that journaling's not good. Sometimes it's exactly what you need to process thoughts and feelings um, to see patterns in your life. Like I know that um, a mm. few clients that I've seen in, you know, even in the last six months have become journalists again during COVID um, as part of practices their psychologist has given them. But it is actually the practice that's the important bit, not necessarily keeping it for years and years. Um, can I just give two tips on organising Kirst? One thing that we found helpful for Cal is he doesn't um, he's not like he's a journaler, but he doesn't care if it's on a 20 cent notebook that he got on sale at Officeworks. So the journals are ugly and they don't match and they're all different sizes and shapes. So we keep them in a box. It's actually quite a nice box, like a shoe size box in our wardrobe. Um, and they're in there. There's two of them, which I mentioned before. If you have beautiful journals and you love the look of your journals, the other option is to display them somewhere. But be aware that things are displayed. Sometimes people will pick them up and have a little nosy through them. So it might be that you display them in your wardrobe or you display them in your office. So it depends on what type of journal you have. You don't have to spend a lot of money on journals. Um, I've got a couple of clients that I can think of. And if you're feeling guilty, you're probably one of them too, who has so many journals um, that they never need to buy a journal again. And that's pretty common. That's I see that a lot. It's the who yes. I want to be. Me too. Me yes. Too. <laughs> um, it's the perceived future self that I, I would really like to be a person who journals, but I don't journal. And so you end up with lots of them. So um, that, that actually is a really nice gift if you've got like teenage nieces or something. A block of chocolate, a pen and a nice journal is something that you can maybe re-gift if the opportunity arises. Yes, I wholeheartedly agree that passing on those beautiful journals that you've been gifted so generously or that you've bought because you think they're really pretty and you really, that's an aspirational dream of yours. Yes, that's the word to, I was looking for. Yeah, just let that aspiration go and recognise who you are today and that if you turn around and become that person there's plenty for you in your future. There's mm. abundance there. You can go out and get more. You can ask people to give them to you as gifts in the future. Um, I think, yeah, just being, if that is you and you're an aspirational journaler, um, just tell other people around you because chances are they've given you journals because they thought that they bought into your aspiration <laughs> and they're going to keep giving you journals. Yes. So just say to them, hey, thank you. I know you love giving me journals and I love receiving them, but I've actually realised, come to realise, thanks to Kirsty and Amy, that I'm an aspirational journaler, not actually a journaler. <laughs> 
So um, maybe can you give me a gift voucher for another experience instead? <laughs> because the aspirational journaler. I am. That, I'm talking, I'm preaching to myself here, sister. I am an aspirational journaler. Even I've um, been, you know, learning more about dreams recently, you know, over the last couple of years. And I keep meaning to write down more dreams. I'm an aspirational dream writer. I am not a dream writer. <laughs> See, I just put them in like Google Notes. So if I wake up and I've had a dream that I think is significant, I just pop it in there, go back to sleep and deal with it another day. Oh, yes. That's what – that's so my aspiration note, too. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> As you said, habits are not always your strongest point. <laughs> No, but I am like for me personally, I am seeing the power of writing down um, dreams and um, words given to me because then I can look back on them and see the faithfulness in what has been said over my life. Yeah. Um, so for me personally, that is an area that I do want to grow in, um, but I have no illusions to my aspirationalness <laughs> of that. One of the things that I remember discovering in probably just before I stopped journaling a couple of years earlier is that I loved journaling in spiral-bound books. I hated like staple-bound books or even special moleskins. I didn't like them because I loved ripping out a page once something had been finished or I'd written it all out and then I was like, that's got it all out of my system. I loved ripping it out and I hate when you rip something out and the corresponding page like on the opposite side comes out. Mm. And so spiral bound became my best friend. I never buy anything that's not spiral bound anymore because I love being able to rip something else, just rip it out, get rid of it, move on. I often end up with my notebooks that I use with three or four pages in them because I just rip a page out as soon as I've done the things. I love it. Yes, that's very you. That's <laughs> very, very you. <laughs> when it it's done, me. it's finished. You never even remember it ever yes. again. <laughs> yes, I've got plenty more things to be thinking about. <laughs> if you're a journaler, come and tell us in our Facebook community what tricks you use, whether you keep them all, whether you get rid of them. We'd love to know if any of you have um, had journals from parents who have passed away and whether that's been valuable or not. Come and share all your journal goodness or your dear diary goodness. Um, <laughs> Kest, do you have a review? Can you find a review quickly? Usually um, I, when we're in studio, guys, is we have the reviews all like planned and we've got them all ready. But because we're ISO recording, I always put Kirsty on the spot because <laughs> it's quicker for her to log in than it is for me because I'm not on an Apple device. So it's a bit of a process. Ah, uh, yes. So I have got them all up. I'm just not sure if we've read them all before. I'm <laughs> so like, I've still got COVID brain in that oh, regard. So I'm going to read one. And I, um, this is your call. If you've heard this before and you're like, girls, you've already done this one, or that's me, you'll never read me again. This is your call, people, to write us more reviews yes. so that we've got fresh reviews Come to on. go on with. Um, and it also helps people to find us and for us to, you know, rank differently in the algorithm of Apple so and all the other various ones so that people can find us and you know from listening to us um, the joy and stupidity that we bring to your life. <laughs> for sure. Um, so, you know, pass that on to other people. <laughs> so I am reading one from 
Oh, I can't decide now because I just don't know which one, which one, which one. Okay, I am going to read this one from Jodes87. We haven't I've heard of Jodes. We haven't? No. Are you sure? Pretty sure. This is. A, I'm pretty sure that reviews for you are also like you've ripped out the page. and Possibly. <laughs> Quite possibly. I'm sorry I don't trust your memory <laughs> on reviews. It has proven... <laughs> My trust, so my ill-placed trust has been proven Has to, a track record. Has a track record. Yeah. All right, Joe's 87. <laughs> okay, Joe's 87. I've listened to this podcast since the beginning. Amy and Kirsty feel like family but supportive and non-judgmental. Oh, we hope that most people's families are <laughs> I love supportive that it was a but, and non-judgmental. Not an end. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, Jodes. Um, I found this podcast while in the midst of chronic fatigue and realized my surroundings were taking up unnecessary space in my thoughts. When I had energy, I would slowly declutter bit by bit, consequently lowering my mental load a little bit more. Whilst I still have a while to go with my decluttering, it's nice to go back into spaces and declutter further to make more room and a clean and organized space for our baby that we've had since. I would hate to think of what would... what uh, I would hate to think of what that would have looked like with... Uh, I'd hate to think... Of what that would have looked like, I think it's meant to say, without the art of decluttering. Thank you. <laughs> I, I think I have to agree with you, Amy. I don't think we've heard from Jodes before. We definitely haven't because and I would recognise a chronic fatigue thing anyway. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking too. Yep. And congratulations, Jodes, on I having know. your beautiful bundle. That is um, awesome. Thank you for that as well. For that <gasps> so, Good episode. Yeah. Yes. I feel like we meandered a lot, and but we landed, and that's all. That oh matters. yeah, we got lots of goodness out of that. Yeah. I'm going to look in my bedside drawer now and see if I have a journal that I've kind of started over the years that's sitting in there, and if I do, it's going in the bin, baby. Oh. Yeah. And I am going to be more committed in writing down my dreams and the words that are given over me. Awesome. <laughs> Have an amazing week. We love interacting with you over in our Facebook community. So come on over there, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, and we'll see you next week. Yay. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've learnt something awesome today, we'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook so others can find our podcast too. Don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, artofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com slash theartofdecluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. 